Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom. Tonight's episode, Heavy Theme in China, Lack of Theme in Loxley. Every month, Unbox and Game is giving away $1,000 worth of board games, and I'm going to go over the multiple ways you can enter and how it works and what you can win. First, let's go over the ways you can enter. There are three ways you can enter. You can sign up for the for one of their membership programs and get automatic entries every single month, as well as other benefits such as VIP gift cards to their online store and automatic entries into all of their single game board game giveaways. The VIP gift card is a member benefit I want to go over in a little more detail. Every month you're an active VIP member, you will receive a VIP gift card up to $15 depending on your membership level. So let's say you are a Platinum VIP member and get a $15 VIP gift card. You can use that card on anything you want on their site. Now for the best part, any unused balance carries over from month to month and is added to your new VIP card you get emailed to you. The second way you can enter is by shopping at their store, unboxinggame.com. You can pick up some board game merchandise from them and get one entry for every dollar you spend. And a few examples are like shirts, pins, stickers, drink coasters, a lot of things. Lastly, you can mail in an entry. Details are on the official rules on their website. Now let's discuss how this sweepstakes works. Every month after drawing, after the drawing period ends, all entries are sent to a third-party sweepstakes administrator who makes sure all the entries are eligible and then randomly selects a winner. Next, Unboxing Game notifies the winner, who then gets a $1,000 gift certificate to Cool Stuff Inc., Card House, or Game Nerds. Then the winner goes on a $1,000 shopping spree at one of those online stores, picking up $1,000 worth of board games of their choice. Finally, Unboxing Game does the whole thing over again next month. So what are you waiting for? Get your entries in today and secure your chance to win. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. And let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Yeah. So the arrivals. Yeah. Uh, did you get anything cool last last couple of weeks? You know, I did not in the last couple of weeks. Well, other than, I mean, I think I mentioned Goblin Grapple and Tr- uh, Traintopia, which I got and we Wait, unboxed. you got gra- gra- Goblin Grapple? Not Goblin Grapple. Goblin. No, what the hell is it? I think you got Nomopolis. Goblin Grapple on the mind. I, well, and I have Goblin Grapple, but it's a tiny little deck. Anyway, oh. no, Nomopolis. That's what I was thinking of. Nomopolis. Okay. And, of course, uh, Traintopia. And then the only game I bought last week was um, Timeline, one of the one of the versions of Timeline. Oh, do you remember which one you got? I want to say Events. It has an astronaut on the cover. I know okay. that. But... Uh, it, I played it online with some friends from Game Chest community. Um, they do online gaming. I think every Wednesday they pick a fairly easy game to do over Zoom, and they picked uh, Timeline. And I would have done real well, except that there was a 
first question I had was something about the gold bug variations. And I forget what the other thing was. And, you know, in the game, you have to determine if it's before or after a certain date. And for some reason, I thought the gold bug variations was a jazz record by Dave Brubeck. Turns out it is uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart or something like that. It was, it was in the 1400s, so it had to be somebody even before Mozart. Uh, so I was really, really wrong on that one. I don't know how you got that one wrong. Well, because I didn't see the picture. If I'd have seen oh, okay. the picture, that would have been fine. But something happened with my Zoom, and when she was showing the card to me, I didn't see the card. So I just assumed from the title. And I knew the other one was probably within a certain decade that I could have gotten it. But I was so confident in the gold bug variations. But anyway, so... So confident. Yeah. So I ended up with four points, and the winner got five. So I was close, but I didn't win. Uh, but So I bought the events one because I have... The original timeline, and I have one other version of timeline, and then this one now. So Those are a ton of fun. They are really fun, and you can combine them. Well, and then there's the board game. I think did Timeline we play Challenge. Did no, we, we play did. that? I have not you, played it. I, don't I think, think you played it with Jess. I might have, yes. I kind of remember playing that one. And you can add the timeline, the, the yeah, little card games, yeah, into that. Because you guys have it. Yes. Yeah, but I don't remember... I don't remember playing it, but I remember seeing it and thinking we should. Maybe we didn't, or maybe we did, but it was so long ago, I don't remember. It's probably been a while. I have issues remembering what games I've played in the past. Yeah. Things I've said in the past. That kind of thing. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What'd you get? Uh, I keep ordering. You do. You do. <laughs> so I placed uh, two large orders from Miniature Market. Uh, one will be here uh, tomorrow. Okay. And the other one should be here by Friday or Saturday of next week. Nice. And the second order was a Clank order. Oh, good. So yeah. I ordered Clank in Space and then all expansions for that. And then I ordered the two expansions for Clank Legacy. Which we'll probably talk about later, just so yes. you know. Uh, then we, let's see, I ordered <laughs> Unmatched. Have you heard about that game? It's familiar. I ordered the base game of Unmatched, and then I ordered one small expansion of an Unmatched. And so what that is, is you're going to take characters or people from fiction or nonfiction, and you're going to match them up against each other. Oh, okay. And so, like, Robin Hood versus Bigfoot. Oh, no, I have played it. Okay. Yes. I actually have played the game. So yeah, it's a great deal of fun. I got the base game, the one that includes Sinbad, Medusa, yeah. and I think there's two other characters. In fact, the game we played was Robin Hood versus Bigfoot. Okay. And it was really fun. The expansion I got coming to that is Bruce Lee. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no. It was Robin Hood versus Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee kicked Robin Hood's butt. Well, I don't see why not. You can't get him. If he gets close to you, you're dead. And I had arrows. I could shoot him from a distance, but... The the mechanic of the game is such that if you can stay off a certain color... I should slap you right now. You can't be shot. Arrows against Bruce Lee. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, it didn't work. The guy it, technically has the force. It did not work out. Let's just put it that way. So I have those coming. Um, That's and then a fun game. I went on Amazon, and I went a little overboard. Always dangerous going on Amazon. <laughs> uh, I did a search for Star Trek board games. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. Uh, I found out there's a lot on there that I don't have. What? Were you thinking? Turns out, I have them now because yeah. they're on their way. <laughs> so that seems to be how Amazon works. Um, yeah, I picked up an expansion for Ascendancy, um, the Klingon High Council. Okay. I uh, picked up a <laughs> a Star Trek game that I'm hoping that you will play these with me because oh, yeah. the this this one was very interesting. I had never heard of it. 
You are Ferengis. Ferengis? And you are trying to sell your goods. Yeah. That's... That's the whole game. Is that, you are a Frangi shopkeep, and you are trying to peddle your your goods. Okay, it's that, for I mean, like two to five players, made by Wiz Kids. Sounds kind of like a stuck on theme to a game, but Frangis are hilarious. So yes, so um, I picked that one up. I picked up. Uh, Does it come with the ears? No. Dang it! Okay. We'll make you some though. Okay. Okay. And then the cool little sash around the yep, back. The yeah. Ferengi ears and the Ferengi sash, yep. Yeah. And then I've got uh I picked up the Deep Space Nine flux. Okay, I've got I've got all the Star Trek flux. That's the, that was the one I was missing. And then there's a captain's expansion. Did you get that? No, I, I got the bridges the, expansion. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the bridges expansion. that connects yeah, the connects uh, the two. Yeah. Yep. Um and then I, I ordered a couple more orders from Deep Water Games. Okay. So I've got uh we played a game called uh, Mystery of the Temples. Yeah. And so that was fun. It was a lot of fun. And so that is a game that we're going to be giving away okay. on an upcoming podcast because I ordered the Temples pack. And so that comes with that game plus two other games that are in that series. Nice. That are bigger ones, kind of like the Roundhouse box. Okay. Uh, and then I ordered, I can't remember what I ordered. I ordered something else from Deepwater Games. And then I ordered another order from Unboxing Game. So. I've been working a lot. <laughs> so you have the income. And so, therefore, I'm spending Stimulating right now. Stimulating the economy, which yes. is what we're supposed to be doing at this time. And since I, well, okay, so last week, or last last two weeks, I put in 190 hours. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Or no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. 170 hours. 170. It's not so bad. Seems more reasonable. Right? Yeah, 170 hours. Yeah. So... Um, I was exhausted. I was actually, I had Friday off. I did not. I, I ended up going into work. Ugh. So um, I used the vacation day to go in and work, oh, if that makes any go. sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't, but yeah. So um, my boss was going on vacation, and it just, it's kind of how it worked out, where I still had to go in and do my job duties and do a bunch of other stuff. And I was actually supposed to be off Friday and Monday because of Austicon. Yeah, which not canceled. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on with that, with like refunds and that kind of stuff. Communication is not real great on that, so I hopefully things get a little bit better with that. Um, and then I'm going obviously to work on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> kind of have to. Um, but yeah, I was it was I was exhausted. I was actually going to uh, play games with Randy, and I was going to go to the golf course. Yeah. On Friday? Uh, or? Yeah, Friday. Did not make it to the golf course. Uh, I actually came home and mm. sat in my chair and passed out and never called Randy. <laughs> so, Sorry, Randy. Yep. Uh, and then it just got late and I was like, well, he's probably going to be, he's probably doing something else anyway. Yeah. And so I, I called him on Saturday and uh, I said, hey, <laughs> I'm up. <laughs> I'm off work, and uh, so he he was a little irritated with me because he thought that you know I either didn't call him on purpose or something. Right. So his wife, he was his wife was very good. She just said, "Well, he probably fell asleep," which yeah, was 100 percent accurate. Exactly what so, happened. Yeah. Yep. You know, I just I, I've been exhausted, uh, and even Saturday I was exhausted. I slept most of it and played games until midnight, yeah. and then I was exhausted this morning. I was going to go to the golf course. 
did not make it there. I, I did make it to the the shooting range on uh, or the driving range on uh, Saturday. On morning. Saturday, yeah. It was kind of funny because they don't open until ten, which I did not know. Yeah. I checked the golf course hours; it said eight. Didn't say anything about a separate time for the driving range. Ah, uh, okay. So I go there and I'm looking around, and I actually I got some new um, their soft gel uh, neon green balls. Okay, and they looked really cool. I don't know what they. If they get a little more distance to them or something, I don't know. Haven't tried them out. They're still in the box. But I picked those up and I said, well, got to get some tokens for the driving range. And he says, yeah, but it doesn't open until 10. <laughs> and it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, can I at least get some tokens for later? And he says, well, I'll open it for you. Here's a here's a side story. Joe texts me and says, um, what time would you want to go? What uh, Do you want to go to the range at 8 o'clock on Saturday? I haven't golfed in, I'm thinking, I was trying, I was talking to my brother about it because I think the last time I golfed was with my brother and my parents. Both my parents have passed away. It would have been, no, actually, I think I, my dad had already passed away. It was with my uncle. It was, anyways, a long time ago in Arizona, probably about 10 years, at least 10 years ago, because I made a decision that it was cheaper to not golf and not mess up my softball swing than to play softball and mess up my golf swing, which would be really expensive because, you know, golf is expensive, softball is not as bad. Anyway, so he says, you want to go uh, to the range at 8 o'clock in the morning? And I said, there's only one thing I do at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and that involves seeing the back of my eyelids. I said, what time do you think is reasonable? I said, any time after noon is reasonable. <laughs> on a Saturday, that's my only day I get to sleep in, really. Well, Sundays too, but I weekends, slept in. I got up at 5. Yeah, normally you get up earlier than I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't get up that early on a Saturday. So anyway, so I did not go. But I am going to probably take up golf because I have retired from softball. So Joe's talking me into spending my money now too. Yeah. Which is, which is fine. I'm good with that. I want I used to love golfing, and I still like the idea of it. I just don't know how good I'm going to be. So. Well, I had not gone to the driving range for three to four years. Yeah. And I had not golfed. Since I was divorced the second time. Okay. So it's been almost 10 years. Yeah. That's about the same for me. And surprisingly enough, I can still hit a ball because I got out there. I, I got 90, 90 to hit. And there was a couple that I, I didn't whiff any, but there was a couple that I hit into the ground a good oh, yeah. 20 yards in front of me. I'm on a pretty regularly but snake a few kill. of them, man, you just hear that swing and the hit, and then you just look up, and it is gone. Yeah, that's fine. And that felt good. That's what keep the two things. Hold the muscle me, in the back of my leg. Yeah, <laughs> the two things that keep me in the game for golf are just a, just a crush drive. Yep. Uh, okay, there's three. The next thing would be just the chip right up to the cup or into the cup, and then that you know 40-foot putt yeah. that you make. It goes up and down and around, and it's just those are the three things that if I do those during a game, it's like yeah, I'm gonna keep playing this game. It was fun. I yeah. I I was the only one out there, and then right as I was finishing up, another guy came out and was gonna go start hitting some off. But it looked like he was going golfing because he he actually pulled up with a golf cart. So yeah, that's usually a good sign. But it was fun. I I enjoyed it. So next time I'll I call go. that a game and I might I might actually go at eight o'clock in the morning at some point just because All right. I, I am usually up well most week weekdays you actually so. don't have to go at eight because they don't open at Good eight point. so yeah, it'd be we, ten go at ten so that, yeah. that works for me I don't think they're going to open for me every time well, they might I mean they're getting money out of you but they are <laughs> we'll see so. but um, so that that was kind of my spending spree I guess I don't know yeah. it's, well, it's well earned uh, I also yeah. um, Brian Jack 
got his game of Isle of the Cats. Yes, he did. Yeah. So posted some cool pictures. Very cool pictures. Thank uh, you, Brian. Had a couple different of his kitty cats in the box lids. And he played that. with his son, family version. Nice. So, and then um, our other winner for um, Mavis Harder. Yep. For uh, uh, Robinson Crusoe. Yep. It's yep. taking a little bit longer to get there because of international customs and all that good stuff. Oh, okay. But uh, it is on the way. Um, good. <laughs> unfortunately, it took me a long time to get those out because I work so much. Well, yeah. And trying to get to the post office. 170 hours or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, even 160 is my normal right now. Yeah. And that's just because of all the additional protocols we have to go through and then the all added extra work for myself. Yeah, so. I suppose, yeah. But as much as I, I don't mind it, so. I guess I could go over one other acquisition I made that's not game-related necessarily. Um, but as as I may have mentioned to some in the past, I'm a collector of the old Funko Pops, and I do blame Joe for that. Long, I take that responsibility. Long, long story. But anyway, so I acquired uh, the Pops Around the World that they had available in the Funko Shop, along with Sigmund and the Sea Monster, if you're an old Sid Marty Croft fan. Uh, and then... Uh, Two of the um, myths, the gnome and the jackalope. And they're very cool figures. I have they a picture. Cool. I could probably post it on uh, Average Joe's site. You so should. Let me know if you want to see it. Just send an email or something if you want to see those. And I want to see it. Okay. Well, okay. then that's enough that Joe just did. So we'll get it posted here eventually. And it's actually really not that long of a story. I gave him one and he became an addict. Well, he gave me one. <laughs> well, I, it was Captain Marvel, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, it was Captain Marvel. It's a GTS exclusive. Yep. And then, and then you won one. And then I won one at a game day we had at a church. Yep. And I literally threw them both in a corner. I mean, I didn't particularly care about them. And then one day, I was in Rainbow Cards and Collectibles, and I look at the box that's their pops are on the front when you walk in. This first thing you see, and the first thing that caught my eye was Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation. I don't know if you ever watched Park and Recreation, but he is the funniest character on that show. He's the head of the Park and Recreation Department who hates government. So his whole goal as a Park and Rec director is to do nothing for the parks and rec department and of course his his uh assistant is leslie nopes and her whole goal is exactly the opposite of his and of course they're best friends. anyway he's my favorite character on that show and he was hilarious so i had to buy that and then one day i walk in and there's bob ross and i love bob ross i think he's one of the best things that ever hit public television next to mr rogers so i had to get that and there was like two different bob rosses there was one with a raccoon and there was one with a pallet and big paintbrush and so I bought those, and then the next thing I saw was Joey Ramone, and then it just sort of slid down here from slid downhill from there. Uh, I think the moral the, of the story is after the first one, it slid downhill. It did basically, yeah. <laughs> so I have to blame Joe for that, but it's like I have like something like two hundred and six pops now. Yep, it's uh, I can stimulating the economy. Actually, tell you exactly how many I have here in just a second, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a slippery slope. So then I because there is at least one more. You have an app that. Is it a checklist or a yeah, database? basically it's a database. It's basically Board Game Geek on your phone, it but is for pop essentially, vinyls? essentially, yeah, for pop vinyls. So let's see. There's my collection. That's not complete because it doesn't have all of them. There's one I have on my computer, too. But Alexander the Grape? That's a, yeah, that's a, a, an ad icon. That's what I like, the ad icons. <laughs> but this says I have 197, but I don't think I've added the others, this, the, the seven I just got. So it's 200 and, okay. 204, basically, is what it is. Wow. And then I bought two others here recently that haven't come in the mail yet, which is uh, Barkingham, which is an around-the-world one, and I'm not even going to mention what I paid for that, and the other around-the-world one that comes from the Funko shop that was just released, which is Rosa the Chihuahua from Mexico. Wow. So, and I do display these all out of box, so if you're a Funko Pop collector, 
uh, it could maybe freak you out a little bit that I, collect, I display them out of box. But I save the boxes, don't get me wrong, but I display them out of box. Well, it's one I, step farther than I do because as soon as I take them out of the box, the box is gone. Yeah, see, that'll cause people to write in, I'm thinking, if yeah. they're Funko Pop collectors. But do what you want. They're, I don't I don't collect for the value. I collect because I think... The well, the way I look cool. at any collectible, yeah, it's here. only worth something if you have someone that's willing to buy it. Correct. So if you don't have a, a, a buyer out there, it's it's worthless. Right. I have two baseball cards, I think, that are worth quite a bit of money, and they're in pretty decent shape. But to me, they're priceless because I don't want to give them up. They're... Two of my favorite players, George Brett and uh, I can't remember the other one. Oh, Robin Yount. No, Robin Yount. <laughs> it's their rookie cards. George Brett and Robin Yount, and they're pretty decent cards. I have a couple of signed Kirby Puckett cards. I'll never get rid of those wow. because Kirby's gone. I have a book that's signed by Kirby. I'll never get rid of that because it's Kirby's gone. And it's just they're things that are valuable to me because I enjoy them. You want something signed by me? I have a lot of stuff signed by you. Okay, I'll sign your arm right couple, now. Yeah, there you go. I'll make a tattoo. Ooh. No, I won't do that. Tom's going to get a tattoo of my name. I will. Yeah. Just because when I die, then he gets I believe in one of our previous podcasts, you were going to get my face tattooed on your stomach. I don't think stomach was it going to yeah, be on my face. stomach because my mouth was going to be your belly Oh, button. that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yep. yep, yep, yep. You're right. So, I every, about every Talk three, about weird. About every three months, I get my own face tattooed on my face. So oh, I don't well, it seems like. to work out for you. It does, yeah. All right, so do we want to go into our winners, or do we want to talk about what we played? Let's talk about what we played. Okay. So the first game was something I had gotten from BoardGameTables.com, and that was a little game called Bites. That was a cute little game. It really was. That one is you are, players are ants, or they, I don't know, players move the ants along the the trail of food. And the, the food is double-layered cardboard pieces. With, like, bites taken out yeah. of it. And, it just yeah. looks awesome. And then you've got this this 3D ant hill that you, you put the ants on as they they arrive to the end of the ant hill. So at the, at the end of the trail, and the, the one that goes to the top gets the most points and so on and so forth. And so what you're doing is there's uh, five different colors of ants. Yep. And as they get to the ant hill. That color of food that you've collected, whether it be grapes or peppers or apples, uh, toast, cheese, those are worth points depending on where the ant is on the hill. And it's just a really fun game. It played yeah. pretty quick. Right. Um, there's a double adi- or the extra bits, which makes it a little bit longer trail. Yep. I don't know if like, I could play that. I mean, that was, it was really a lot of pieces. <laughs> it was a lot of pieces. The coolest thing about this game to me is the fact that these cards that you have that Sort of generate rules. Oh yeah, and then you got your four rules. At the yeah, end. there's four rules, and those there's a number of different cards for each of the four rules. So the game is replayable all all day. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of replayability in the game. So and it was really fun. I mean, and you have to be sort of strategic because it's kind of a race game. You're trying to figure out which ant's going to get to the top of the hill so that you can collect that color of food. Yep. So you can get more points and win. And if you get a piece of chocolate. Because what you do is when you move the ant onto whatever piece of food, you can take the piece of food before or after that ant. Right. And if it's a chocolate, on your next turn, you can take you can cash in your chocolate and take two pieces of food. Yeah, you take one. Because at the end of the game, chocolate's not worth anything. Right. Unless you've got a card that changes the rule and yeah. gives you points out of chocolate. And then there's wine drops. 
that are yep. the other, which we thought were onions. onions. When we were unpacking that was the first, it. Yeah, when we did the unboxing. didn't think of wine drops. No, it doesn't look like wine. It's so, a lot of white wine, but yeah. Yeah, it does after you see it, but you know, oh, we were no, trying to think it, yeah. food. We yeah. didn't think of wine droplets. No. So, but it's a picnic. Your, yep. your aunt's going to, to get to the picnic. So that one was a lot of fun. That was fun. Great components. Um, so on that one, um, I I thought the awesome components. It was very easy to learn and quick to play. I gave that one a Jotacular. I'm probably in that same same zone with you. I'm, I thought it was pretty fun. A uh, little long in setup. I thought the setup was a little long, but play was a lot of fun. Yes. Play was a lot of fun. And it's very strategic. As for such a simple-looking game, there's a lot more strategy than you think in it. Big chunky ants too. Oh, the ants were cool. And there's a zebra. Yes, ant. there's a zebra ant for zebra a special zebra cool. uh, yeah. rule. Zebra's cool. So, yeah, I'd go the same. Joe Tack it. Yep. Or, and if you're a new listener, uh, we have a rating scale of five. Uh, one being a Joe Blow, meaning a game that you wouldn't play again, you don't like. Uh, a Joe Mama, which is a game that's not your favorite. You might play it again, but. It's it's down there. It's There's mediocre. Room to grow. Uh, a Joe Cool is right at the the average. It's it's your basically your average Joe, but yeah. it's it's Joe Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Smoking Joe, which is above average and almost a knockout. Yeah. And then you've got your Joe Tacular, which is amazing. Yeah, I would play it again. In fact, so, I was kind of thinking we maybe we would play it today, and then we played something else, which we'll get into in a little bit. But uh, it was fun. So the next one we played was Welcome to New Las Vegas. Uh, I'm not a fan of the two sheets. No. I don't like the fact that you have to do two sheets. Uh, there's So you take every sheet and you, you have a front and a back. And the front is your streets and, and, and all your where you play area. Your other sheet is where you're marking off stuff. I just... I don't know. It seemed like there was a little too much going on there. Yeah. Uh, to me, they took a game that was really, really good and made it more complicated than it needed to be. It was very complicated. The rule yeah. set was just extremely complicated. Yeah. Honestly, But I when think... you got down to playing it, it really wasn't that much more. Uh, uh, there, was, there was, you got your limo streets. You got more to keep track of. Yeah. There's more financial in this version than there was in the neighborhoods. Well... And I would want to figure out the construction thing still confuses me to this. I mean, you have to construct something, and then after that, you can build on it. But well, you, you, when you construct it, then you have to circle the money because you're opening yeah. up debt until you open that casino. But you can't open the casino once you, if the number matched. Right. It was there's there's a lot confusing. of complexity to it. Yeah. It's it's much more complex than just the welcome to neighborhoods. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know on that one. I'd have to play it again, but I'm going to give it a Joe Cool at this point. I like where they were going with it. I like the Las Vegas theme, but there's definitely some some work to be done on that one. See, and I'm down to a Joe Mama on it. I, uh, it. Like I say, they added complexity I don't think was necessary to add to the game. It's a, it's a pretty good... Possibly playing it a few more times would get it up there a little there bit. There was a ratings, lot more to keep track of. Yeah, the yeah, pools lots to keep are not track pools. Of the golf courses. Um, the golf courses, yep. That was really confusing completely. The construction of the buildings. You I, had your limo crews. Yeah. You had the mafia casinos. You had the uh, attractions, star attractions. Yeah, the, there was just a the lot shows. more going on. 
It was a lot going on. And it was just, to me, it was just like... For a simple game, yeah, you there was a it, lot going you on. You made it more complicated than it needs to be. That's why it's a Joe Mama for me. Uh, then we played Herbalism. That was fun. So I thought it had a lot of fast play. It was a fairly simple game, um, but I think it would be it would play a lot better with more players. Yeah, we played it with three, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, with fourth fourth player, I think it would it would definitely change things up a little bit because I got to a system where if you were down to two cards, I kind of could figure out what you yeah. had. Yeah. Same with when when Randy had so many cards between two of you guys. I kind of figured out what the combination was yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. So it was kind of a sort of a hidden information social deduction game. I have fancy bits coming for that. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be interesting to see it. That might um, make it more fun. I yeah, I I like it. I just uh, I don't know. I think I think a couple more replays of it. Yeah. To to confirm it, but I'm gonna give that one a Joe Cool for right now. I, I like the. I mean, it's it's basically a card game, a hidden. Um, you're trying to figure out what the two hidden uh, ingredients, ingredients for the cure. Yeah, for the cure. Um, probably also Joe Cool for me. I was kind of trying to see if I should go up or down on it, but Joe Cool is about right. It's it's kind of the definition of a game that if I play it more often, I might enjoy it a little more. Because you move um, your piece to um, a card, and then you hand over one of those colors on that card to, yep, to, to another player. Yep. And then, depending on what that card is, you either, in your hand that you pass it to, that person either tells you what that color, how many of that color they have, or well, the, the opposite, opposite, depending on what card you played. So if you played the one that has to be the same color, then if you hand them a green, they say whether they have like two or three greens right. or whatever. Or one green, and then you know, okay, well, he's only a one, and I pass one to the other guy. You can kind of narrow it down pretty quick. It is at nice the top that, of the cards, it yeah, tells you how many say, of each card. Was one thing is, it's nice that each card shows how many of each card there is. So if you have a green card, it's like three green cards total in the game or something like that. Yep. So you can, you can figure it out pretty quickly. but And then you have also the option of taking a little bit of a chance, and you think you might know what color one is. And so you can take that token. And it can either be a positive one point or a negative one point for you yep. at the end of the round. You're basically betting. First one is <laughs> seven points. Wins the game, I believe. Well, you play three rounds, I think, isn't it? Um, I think it's the first one to seven points. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Because I, I won that one. Yeah. Um, we played it twice. Well, we played two rounds. But yeah. at the end of the second round, I already had eight points. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because that's right. I'd, yeah. I'd figured out both of them yep. right away. Yeah. And then... Well, I think we, you and I both figured out the one, the first one. We figured out the second one. The first one I figured out. I and Randy was, copied me. Okay, that's right. Or not copied me, but he followed he supported me. my followed, decision. Yeah. And then the second one... Um, I followed you. I you followed me on that one. And I one. had the right color, and, so, but you, yeah. got, you got more points. Yep. Than you. Yes, I remember. So I, I give that one definitely a Joe Cool. Um, yeah. I need to play it again yeah. to I would say play see. it again and see if it goes up, but Joe Cool's for sure. Um, the next one we played was Mystery of the Temples. That was a good game. That was I liked that one. The rule set on it was a little confusing. It was kind of confusing, but we watched a sort of a playthrough that helped a little. Yeah, so that and the playthrough is from Deepwater Games. Yeah, once we watched the playthrough and combined that with the rules, it was like, okay, now we get it. Yeah, then it was a it's then a very it super easy. simple game. Yeah, you you move and you do. Yep. So, um, 
Uh, I like the components. The I like the artwork great. on the cards. Yeah, really uh, you're making a circle of these cards, and you can move three spaces. And you're either moving on the temples themselves or on the, the forest. Or something yeah, like the that. yeah. At the temples, you get gems, and that's where you can also uh, cast a spell. Was it right? You're you're putting your uh, spell in. Yeah, and you're trying to complete the the temples. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. It was a, a yeah. little trading your gems for better gems and yep. then trying to... Kind of a splendor type. On your card, when you get the gems, though, you have to do them in a connecting order yeah. to, to trade them in to get these these power... To get the spells. Uh, yes, yeah. the, the your, your points. Yep. And so if you don't have them in the precise order that they connect from beginning to end, you can't do it. And you're... you're card where you're placing your gems has lines from gem to gem to gem so you have to kind of look at it and go oh i gotta put a blue a blue a red a red yellow green yep because that's the order of the spell that you want that has the most points and then it goes down in points as you move across in different sides you can go on two both sides of the card and there's fewer points on one side more points on the other it's a pretty well designed little game i enjoyed it so i gave that one a smoking joke that's probably about where I'm at with it is Smoking Joe as well. I was another one that if I played it a little more, it might go up. But I think Smoking Joe is about where it's at. I'd play it again for sure. There's no question about that. I'd play it again. It looks like it has some replayability. There's well, I, different... I definitely want to play it again. I want to play the yeah. other two games in the series. As well. Same here. Yeah, those look they're, they're pretty good. Uh, then we played Shadows in Kyoto. Uh, so this is, uh, I don't believe you got to play this I one. don't think I did. It was me and Randy. Play, two player it game, is a two-player right? game. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit like Stratego, or Stratego and Checkers a little bit. Okay. Because you can only move forward. You can okay. only move at a certain position. And you have these cards that tell you, um, uh, what's, what's the little box game that is like Santorini? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. A lot, lot like that where you have a card where you can only move in that diagram. Yeah. Well, in this one, you can only move in these certain spaces in front of your character. And so you're trying to eliminate the other, uh, team by either capturing their two intelligence officers or eliminating three of their lower. Okay. And putting them in your, their cells. So it's, um, it's, uh, anime. Um, you've got these these anime girls against the government. They're the evil government, and they're these anime girls are the spies. And then there's a, an advanced version that gives them power ups, and it's it, it plays very quick. Um, I liked it. Uh, it's got some pretty cool pieces. Um, so I, I the the little tokens for the, the geishas, are yeah, cool, and that's that's what I thought they were. Yeah, they look cool. So I like the artwork. I like the the components. It's a very quick game to get to the table. I I gave it a Joe Cool, and so I obviously can't rate it because I didn't play it. You did not, and you can't. I could rate it. I could make up a rating, but I'm not going to because that doesn't seem fair. It's not fair. Okay, uh, and then last night, and see if you have played these or not. Okay. Uh, last night I played Walls of York I have by not. Come On Games. Simon. They changed their name to Come On. Okay, because I'm supposing there was jokes. Yes. Under Simon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, it's a simple game to play. Uh, very easy rule set. You have these little plastic walls. 
and you have some awesome wooden dice, and you've got, uh, so you've got this little kind of tower piece, it's like a dice tower, it has three little sections, and you roll one of the uh, blue wooden dice in each one of the sections, and that'll give you a number of how many chapels you need in your walled-off area, how many wells you need, and how many uh, huts or cottages you need in your your walled area, and you have four four boards that make up your York, your okay. your, your city, your, your yeah, your yeah. city. And so you'll roll the big wooden red die, and that'll tell you on what diagram of walls you put up. So it might be um, an L, it might be uh, like a, la- a ladder shape, okay, you know, like a step down step, uh, it might be. Um, three straight in a row and you place your wall and as soon as you finish your enclosure and you're satisfied with it you say done now you're supposed to be making your walls simultaneously it doesn't necessarily work that well you're not supposed to look at the opponent when you're doing this Is it a two or multiplayer game it's two to four two to four okay yep it's the problem with that is if you're if you're sitting there thinking about what you're going to do, you are going to look at the opponent's board. Yeah. So, which could draw it out a little bit. But you're supposed to. It's supposed to be kind of a quicker game. You're doing it simultaneous. They almost should have just included screens. That'd have been a good idea. In yeah. front or something to to hide your board from the opponent's boards. But other than that, the simultaneous factor seemed a little odd. Especially, I mean, it's one person's just placing their stuff down faster, and then you've got the other person, and they're thinking about, okay, well, I don't know, what am I going to do? You're doing that over there, and oh man, you're just about done, and then that draws that a little bit. Yeah, yeah it, it can it can kind of draw it out. But overall, I like the game. Uh, I thought it was a, I, I call it a kind of a quick little filler. Okay. Uh, I did have a problem with, when we put these four boards in the the frame, <laughs> it come with a little frame. It's a puzzle frame. It popped the frame, so it didn't fit in the frame. Huh, that and so sound right. he has to shave off the sides of the boards, so he can get so it'll fit. It fit so yeah. that was a little weird. That's too bad. Um, but other than that, everything else fit in the box. You can keep the little tower built, and it fits oh, in the nice. box. Nice. That was nice. Um, I really liked it. I called it a a, a joke hole. Okay, so. Uh, we started our night off with that last night. Um, you were not feeling well. I was so, not. Uh, I'm feeling fine now. Had you I'm ever actually, played Walls of York? I have not. Okay. It does not ring a bell. Have you played Axio Rota? No. Okay. That this one's... I think you would absolutely love. Okay. It is a a quick little tile laying game. I would like that. Um, so I didn't think I would like this one the most, to be honest, of the games I played last night. Hands down did. Nice. <laughs> it is such a quick little filler, but it has so much depth and strategy into it. I just really liked it. So you have these little tiles and um, four corners to it that have a symbol or you're making a circle in every corner as you connect. Okay. Now now you're... Now this and so you might have a, a red star symbol or a blue star symbol or a purple circle or an orange... Uh, hexagon and if it's a if it's a black uh quarter circle then that's a wild and you can as you sit it down you distinguish it and so on your player board you're trying to move your cubes up 
as you put these tiles down to gain one. So if you match up with one other, like you're placing it on an orange and you're matching up with one other orange, you move your orange up by one. Okay. If you put your orange down and there's already two, you're, you move your orange up by two. Okay. If you're completing that circle and they're all orange, you move your orange up by three. Ooh. So you're trying to move your your cubes up on that board. You've got, uh, I want to say there's five or six different colors. I can't remember exactly. Um, but you want to move them as far as up on the board as you can because the lowest one on your board is your score. It's the one you score, yeah. A lot of games so, have that mechanic now. If you're a tied <laughs> for that, though, so if like uh, when Randy and I played it, he had a four, I had a four. You take off that four. Okay, so what's the next number? If I had a four and he had a four again, you take off that one. I still have a four, and he's got a five. He wins the game with five. Okay. So that's, it was very, we played that one twice last night. I just, I really, really enjoyed that one. Easy rule set. It's uh, Axial Rota by Pegasus Spiel. I absolutely like this one. This okay. was a smoking joke for me. Okay, we'll have to make sure he brings that one so, over next time we're all together. Small again. box game. Uh, apparently, there's a larger version of it, just called Axio, I believe. Okay. Um, but the Axio Rota, check it out, guys. I really like this one. Some of that really feels a little familiar, so I don't know if it's something I've seen somewhere or if I. Well, he actually brought it over uh, the previous time he was here. And maybe we just maybe I looked at it. That's why it looks seems familiar. Okay. Uh, Incubation was the next one we played. And this is, uh, you have little dragons. And this really um, kind of, it grabbed the theme of the how to train your dragon. Okay. So you are getting dragon eggs, and you have two hatcheries on your player board. And you're trying to get resources, fire and water, to hatch your eggs. I saw Once it. you hatch the egg, you flip the card, and it's a little dragon. I think I saw a playthrough on this. On It's got a cool little circle board. Unfortunately... As cool as that little circle board is, there's a massive flaw in it. Oh. Because the way it's cut, because it's a circle, there's a dial in the middle. And so that board does not want to sit flat. And so you're supposed to lay cards on this thing, and you've got the one edge of the board just jacked up in the air. So um, I thought it was a simple simple game. You roll two dice, and you want to get resources out of it. So if you roll one water, you get one water. If you roll two water... You get three water out of it. If you cannot put the resources in your hatchery, if you have too much resources for what you rolled, you have to add them to the middle of the board. If you roll a treasure chest, you have to add resources to the board. There's a dial in the middle that you turn, and then it it adds three resources, a coin, a fire, and a water. And, um, And then as you hatch these dragons, you're also competing to try to get these goals. So you might go for a goal that requires three red dragons and two green dragons. And it gives you points at the end. And the one that most points at the end of the game wins. Um, so my, really my only complaint on that game was, was the board. That board, yeah. I really like the dice. Uh, they're courier type dice. No, they're engraved they dice. Yep. Clear um, engraved. Uh, no, they're not clear. They, okay. they were engraved, but okay. uh, they were... Uh, kind of a light blue, kind okay. of the average Joe blue. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and it had a really amazing insert for the box. Nice. So, uh, I gave that one a smoking Joe as well. Wow, you liked that one? I did like that one. Still, Axiorota was my favorite. Okay. So, uh, I just in the artwork was really cute for the dragons. Yeah, it that sounds like it really kind of reminded me of the How to Drain Your Dragon. Okay, another one that needs to be brought over again so we could try it. Yep. 
Um, I'm going to save this one for last. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so the next one, or the one after the my next one, was called Caravan. And this is a camel game. I like camel games. Yes. I think you would actually like this one. It was very cool. Uh, it's by Real Grand Games. Um, got these awesome little camels, which I can make a pyramid with my camels. There you go. Yep. Um, really easy play. So you're, you're taking your camels and you're making a line from one good that you pick up to possibly as far as you can get with where you want to drop that off. It's a pickup and delivery game, yeah. basically. And so when you pick that that good up and you mount it on your camel, you want you get four actions later on. So at the beginning of the game, the first player gets one action, second player gets two actions, third or your first player gets three actions in a two player game, and then your your second player gets four actions. After that, everyone gets four actions. So when you get your four actions, you place a camel, you pick up your good, place a camel, place a camel. And then if you want to move the good, you'll move it in the line of orthogonally adjacent camels okay. of your color. And you'll want to try to deliver your goods. You've got common goods and you've got rare goods. Okay. At the end, of the, um, after all of the goods have been put out, the last, uh, uh, after you put all the goods out, the first person to deliver a good ends the game. Oh, wow. So and it's, it's a very, very quick game. Yeah, I was going to say, it's quick. I I really enjoyed it. Um, really like the camel theme. Camels so, are cool. I, I give that one a joke cool. I want, want to play it again. Yeah, it sounds like from what you're saying that you, you'd want to do it another time, Get more, maybe get more out of it. Yes. So uh, the game that I played right before Caravan <laughs> is Robin of Loxley. Now, when I say Robin of Loxley... Robin Hood. Robin Hood, yes. Yeah, Sheriff of Nottingham, okay. Louis John. So... Are you excited to play a Robin Hood game? I like Robin Hood games. Okay, yes. so I really like Robin Hood games. Yeah. Um, I always think of Robin Hood movies, you know, uh, I Kevin was not Coster. a huge fan of the, um, oh, I can't even think of who did it. Kevin Costner? No, I like that one. Oh, yeah, a lot. Um, but the uh, Russell Crowe. I it did not like that one. Yeah, oh, but it's rough doing Robin Hood. So many people didn't like... Uh, Kevin Costner's version, but that's primarily because his accent came and went. And but then if you, I watched, really liked it. I well, liked watched, Sean Connery as King Richard. I did too. And I and <laughs> you can't beat. Uh, 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 Wasn't Kevin, Morgan Freeman in that? Yeah, he was in it. And who played the sheriff of Nottingham? Dang it! Oh, um, uh, Snape. And I can't think of Alan that. Rickman. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Yeah. yeah, that was. And he he when you watch that movie, <laughs> Alan Rickman looked like he was like. I'm just doing this for the paycheck, so I'm going to have as much fun as I possibly can with this. And that set the tone for the movie. And I think you had Kevin Costner playing opposite of that, like, I am Robin Hood, or I am Robin Hood, because his accent just did not. <laughs> and Morgan Freeman, I think, did the same thing. I think he was like, well, I got to play this guy, so I'm just going to get the paycheck. I'll do it. It was just, it was, I like that movie. Anyway, sorry. That's, I really like that. And yeah. see, that's Robin Hood. When yeah. anybody brings out a Robin Hood game, I'm thinking, Flynn, all too. right, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah. That's where my excitement stopped as oh, soon as no. the box hit the table. Oh no. Oh no is right. <laughs> um wow. Their theme <laughs> questionable? No. No. I'm going to tell you. Here here <laughs> Don't tell me Island Dice has more of a theme. Island Dice has more of a theme. Oh my god. <laughs> 
we can't have found a successful so, island ice. <laughs> Robin of Loxley. I like where they were trying to go with it. It fell short, rolled off of a cliff, and ended up in this box. Oh no. They call Robin the Robin Pawn. It's a horse! <laughs> They couldn't even give me a meeple with a little Robin Hood hat on it. It's a horse. And then the meeple is a bard. So you have the bard running around the circle. You have two laps you're going to run because it's races. Oh, no. Yeah. So you have two laps you're going to try to do. And you you use the Robin, and I'm doing this air quotes, Robin, the horse, moving around in an L pattern. Basically, a knight from chess right so you do this l pattern when you end your movement you pick up that tile and you're doing collections and then you might if you have three of a certain item whether it's a white gem or whatever you're gonna sell them and then you'll get you'll turn the one tile over you'll turn the other two in and then if you don't have the requirements for the next segment or the lap or leg of the race or whatever you can turn your coin in to skip that leg and it's just, there is absolutely no theme in this game. So what was their reason behind calling it Robin of Loxley? There was no bow and arrows in it. There was no prior no. tuck. It was all on the box. And it wasn't even really, you got a girl and a guy. And they both look like they're Robin Hood. Okay. And they're facing off. At this tournament. And there's a little bit of a story. Like you have to pay the ransom to get King Richard out. I don't know. It's just. It was. <sighs> wow. Uh, okay. I didn't really care for the components. The gameplay itself was mediocre. <sighs> That's too bad. It was not a good game. That's too um, bad. And it was way too long. So. You're saying that it was probably better to be safe. Well, here's my notes when I was writing down as we were playing this. Okay. I said, Robin is a horse. What? <laughs> and I was. I was very excited about the Robin Hood game, and then that diminished as quickly as we opened the box. Yeah. The iconography was horrid on the little tiles of what we had to collect. So you have these little tiny squares, and I mean tiny. And so you have to guess what that means so we're constantly going back and forth between the rule book to understand what these are it just was not good i would not recommend this game it was by rio Grande games if you're gonna check out something from rio Grande, go with caravan i would say rio Grande usually does really nice looking games uh sounds like this one's just an unfortunate yeah diversion from that i've seen meeples that have Bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah. Or you could have given the, me the something like that. Hat. Yes. Yeah. But instead you give me a horse and call that Robin. Oof. I'm like, are you kidding me? Disney at least made it by Fox. Yeah, I mean, if you're going with, okay, Robin, he's riding the horse, there's nothing on the horse. <laughs> there's nothing. It's oh just a gosh. horse reared up in the air. That does not sound good. Oh, it's it's not. I, I would... Not recommend it. The so the box I'm, art was work was not even that great. So the only thing they had me going was Randy's like, "Hey, I brought over Robin Locks. I'm like, "Let's play this." Yeah. And then we got it. I'm like, "No." 
So Joe Tacular then? Joe Mama. Okay. And it's very close to being a Joe Blow. Joe, I was I'm surprised it's not a Joe Blow. <sighs> the only thing that's not keeping it out, or is keeping it out of a Joe Blow is the name Rob Watson. Yeah, that's not. I don't know if it's worth. So it. if I play it again and I I dislike it as much as I did now, it, it will go to a Joe to Blow. Jumbo, yeah. yeah, but that's that's uh, that was my night, yep. and we we ended about uh, 11, 12 o'clock last night, something around there. Oh boy! So then we played a game today. You want yeah. to tell a little bit about that? Well, let me talk about a couple games that I played. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, the probably the the most fun one I played, and I think you would Robin Locksley. Much, yeah, it was. I was oh, okay. Following up with Island Dice. Yeah. Those were, <laughs> so there we go. That was my. Uh, and was then my the week. third one to key off the night was Twilight Imperium. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> we that'd just be, took all three be, of those games, poured some gasoline on, and lit it up. That'd be your nightmare night of games. No, I played a game called Awkward Guests. Which is kind of a clue-like game in that you're trying to get information and deduce who a killer was, why they did it, and with what weapon they used. Okay. Uh, but it's card-driven. It's not dice-driven. You don't go from room to room. You ask for information about particular rooms, about particular people. There's a whole behind load full of scenarios that you can use. You mix different cards in. Um, basically, what... If you're the active player, you're saying, I would like information on the study and this character. And then everybody said, and each card has a, an information value. So you basically will trade cards with people. They'll tell you, I've got two cards worth of information. That's, and you don't have to get back information on those things. You can get back information on anything you want. Um, at, by the time you get through marking down everything on your sheet, you should have the information you need. So that's a game that I would actually give a, a uh, what's the top rating again? Joe Tacular. Joe Tacular. Joe Tacular. That was a great game. You will like that game if we get a chance to play it. I'll, okay. Uh, we'll have to play it. And the other one that I played was, uh, I played Gonshawn's Clever. Okay. I'm not I like big, that one. I'm not a big fan of that game. I do like it, and I'll play it whenever anybody asks me to, which would put it at around the... Uh, Middle of the pack, you know, an average Joe. We don't call it an average Joe, though. It's a, no, Joe Cool. Joe Cool. Yep. I don't have my list with me, so and you don't have the list anywhere where I can see it. But it's a Joe well, Cool. It's tattooed to my back. Okay, I have to look at it later. Yep. It's a, it's a Joe Cool game. I mean, it's one yeah, of those. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I like it. Um, and then I think that's that's it. That's what we play. Oh, no, Traintopia. I played. I did play Traintopia. Okay. I finally got to play that. Played a four-player game of that. Um, it's... It's a lot of fun. It's a good tiling game. I think we talked about it a couple times, and we did a unboxing of it um, on the on the YouTube. Um, but it's tiling. You have to make tracks and and put out tourists and commuters. Uh, it was just it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. And so that one is actually whatever the fourth ranking is, which is Joe Smoking Joe Smoking Joe. Yep, I got to get my list next time. I forgot to bring my book in. It has it. You helped create these. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote it down for a reason, Joe. Okay. But yeah, I was. it's a smoking Joe. It's a pretty good game. It's one that I think if I played it more often and played it, well, it's a four-player game, so if they ever add to it, you know, five could be interesting with that one. Because it's drafting. It's basically, it's card or tile and 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 uh, resource and you know, tile, tile drafting, basically, but there's other things that you can draft besides tiles. I liked it quite a bit. And I'll make sure I have that with me next time that we're a group of us together. Okay. Um, I do think that uh, Awkward Guests plays up to eight people. 
And that would be wild. Eight people on that guess on that game would be just nuts because there's a lot of information you're not going to get that other people will have, and it takes a lot of information to get the what you need to get the, the motive and the person and the weapon. So those are my two. So then we played today. Finally, broke it out. Yeah. Clank Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated. I very much enjoyed that game. Yes, it is thick, it thick is a, with theme. It is. It if you've played Clank, it's essentially that, but they have added more of a theme to it. It gives you a reason for doing the things that you're doing, and the fact that you get to tear up cards, add stickers. <laughs> I have never seen Jess smile so much in my life when she had the chance. To Neither had I. That was hilarious. Yeah. I feel bad for you, by the way, on that. Yeah. I anyway. That. <laughs> Anyway, it was just, of all the Legacy games I've played, I think I've played, we've played Risk Legacy. We've played a couple of games of uh, Charterstone. Yep. Uh, you play Pandemic. She's never played a Legacy she game. She hasn't, yeah. No, and she said well, that she's very excited to play this. Yeah, it's just a fun game. Yep. There's a lot to it, and it, it was a great time. I picked uh, the Fighter, or the Paladin, I guess. So it was Goliath the Paladin. You should throw back to my old D&D days, by the way. I picked the Dwarf. Yeah, mostly because I was unpacking the box and, and I didn't let anyone dwarf. have a chance to have the dwarf. Yeah, well, if I have a chance, nine times out of ten, I will take a thief. Now I figured your daughter was playing with us; she wanted to play the thief. Well, and so, I have eight new characters coming to the be, mail. That'll be so. interesting to see how that goes. But yeah, it's, it was just great. We only played one uh, one playthrough of it, and I can already see how it can get better and better and better. It's a lot of fun. Did you play any of the Pandemic Legacy games? We started, we played one game in okay. the, the and Pandemic Legacy series. Yeah. Okay. That was with James and Randy. Yep. I remember. And then uh, the other one was Sky, uh, not Skyfall. Uh, was this guy? Not Skyfall. Seafall. Seafall, yep. Which is a legacy game. So actually, in this in this game, when we were reading the rules, yeah. I giggled because oh, it, yeah. it says in bold print, this is a legacy game. Yeah. You have to tear up stuff. You have to write on cards. You, you have, have to, to put stickers. Yep. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> and you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. The concept of a legacy game was very difficult for me. Because, yeah, you pay a lot of money for a game. And yeah, then I'm they not going to lie. As soon as I, that yeah. first card I ripped up tonight, yeah. I kind of cringed a little bit. Yeah. I heard that. Um, <laughs> yep. I'm like, Because that, and pick up that. Can you get that out of there? Just shake it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of torn up cards. That's the that's the bits of cards, and that's probably maybe three total. I think we tore up five or six cards. Yeah. Um, it's it's satisfying. It's weird. It's weirdly satisfying. When we played Machi Coral Legacy, that was the other one. Um, there's a couple of people. One person would not do it. Did not. you notice that I have still not ripped up a card? You have not, yes. No, but there's because, a reason why I, that's I, I let you guys do it. Yeah, it's. I mean, what do you pay a hundred bucks for the game? Uh huh. And you're tearing up cards. Uh huh. But the thing is, once you start, once you realize what you're doing when you're doing this, is you're creating a version of the game that nobody else will have. That is true. Because you're making decisions that other people probably didn't make. Um, that's what it took for me finally was I think, and I want to say it was playing Risk Legacy that finally got it into my head that. Legacy games aren't that bad because we tore up cards for <laughs> oh, real. yeah. We tore up cards for Risk Legacy. Yep, I remember that too. And it was, and that I still remember. I think because that's the one where when somebody tore up a card, you went, 
You, you said something about chop the card, and then you added a sentence after they had already done it to make them think they shouldn't have. <laughs> and it yeah. was hilarious because they panicked. Because they were a person who did not want to tear up cards. But yeah, there's actually two people in the game that we played at Machi Koro Legacy that wouldn't tear up a card. They would give it to me or, or the other guy. And, yep. uh, I didn't, I don't, it was, it's weird because I actually paid for the Machi Koro Legacy. And uh, it's weird when you know you've paid the money for the game, but then you also realize now I've got a completely different copy of the game than anybody else is going to have. It is. And it'll be the same with this Clint game. I just can't bring myself to do it, so well, that's why I hand them to you guys, because I, I see the little bit of joy in your guys' There's eye. a little joy. Yeah. There's a little joy in doing it. A little but, glimmer. But the thing is, the game is also just really fun. And, yeah. And, oh, I, I love the miniatures. Yeah, the miniatures are awesome. And then you got that really, cool dragon head for really the well rage sculpted. encounter. Yeah, they're really well oh. sculpted. They cry out to be painted. There's no doubt about that. They do. And Tom actually, he volunteered to paint these I miniatures. I would paint them ahead of my Blood Bowl team and ahead of my Walking Dead figures. Wow. Yeah. So someday, maybe. Yeah, we'll we're going to have a paint night. We'll have a painting night. Yep. Maybe we'll live stream during that or something. Oh, there we go. That'd we be could. Kind of fun. Yeah. We're going to paint this happy little tree over here. Yeah, just bring the camera really close. You'll watch me take my glasses off nine ti- 900 times and try and get focus. But it's fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, we are one game into it, so we we are gonna hopefully play again this coming week. And there's only ten games in the series, yeah. so I think we could finish that one pretty oh, quick, easily. Because uh, just because it's a lot of fun, we could have played probably two tonight. Yeah, uh, just wanted to get into this. Yeah, do the podcast, I right? Because we missed um, you guys. We didn't do one last. Yeah, week. we didn't. It was Mother's Day. Yeah, I thought to myself, you know, I don't have a mom anymore. Well, I do, but. I'd have to go up to Brookings to visit her, and I don't want to do that. Um, my kids have a mom, and I did my dadly duty and reminded them to call their mom. Good man. But Mother's Day doesn't mean that much to me. I had, I figured uh, you've got at least my mom is one not mom here. that well, but she's but still living. At she least. she's in Wisconsin. Well, yeah. I I still I, I recorded all the kids telling her Happy right. Mother's Day, and I well, sent them to her. And then you've got three mothers for your children. And obviously, two of me, you know, whatever. Well, the one, the second mm-hmm. one, yeah. I I always make sure that he yeah. he tells his mom happy mothers because I, I get along with her. Right, she's, she's a good friend. Even though we're not married, we're good friends. That's the same with my ex. And um, I, we just we did we we're not good married people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we were not a good pair. Yeah, but we're good friends. Right. Um, the first one. Yeah, yeah, not so. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing: Jess is basically a mom to all of your kids. Yeah, she's, so she's been there for quite yeah, a long time. Yeah, so she's a mom to all your kids. So I figured you needed to spend time doting on the moms in your life. Yeah, I took care of all of them. I, yeah. I, uh, well, I saw the made you sent your mom. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so she, I, I sent her. Uh, she, so she, she gave me some hints for Mother's Day, <laughs> and uh, I said, "Well, flowers, okay." Well, and then I had placed my order long before my brother sent flowers in but uh he sent her a hanging basket of flowers and uh but previously in that week i was talking to her and i said well give me some hints what do you what do you want because i mean she's got just about everything she could need and it kind of sucks just like you know because mother's day if i was there i just take her out to eat you know that's what we do we just spend the day do something she wanted to do and that'd be it with her not being around here anymore it makes it a little harder. So I've got to kind of send something that's fun. So she says, well, I really like to get a bike or 
or some flowers for the yard or something, and she gave me oh, a list yeah. of stuff. That makes sense. And so, then, based on what you got, yeah, they're out of bikes. <laughs> I'm sure you're, if if you're shopping for a bike, you probably know this because bikes are kind of scarce, just like any kind of outdoorsy stuff is kind of hard to find because there's a lot of people that are not working and they still get that paycheck, so they get to spend their money and spend the time. I just have the money. I don't have the time. So I could not find her a bike. And then I was like, well, flowers. She's got so many flowers. What about a bike that holds flowers? Yeah, that was really So cool. I thought I sent her the the potholder tricycle that yeah. has three different flowers. It was uh, very pots. cool looking. So uh, my brother got his there on Mother's Day. Well, mine came from California. It took yeah. a little bit longer to, Trying get, to get stuff. All and so she got hers on Wednesday. Now. Yeah. It was pretty but, cool. Very cool. So that's why we didn't do a podcast on Mother's Day, just because it was Mother's Day. Yeah. We, we played just a few games on Saturday. We didn't get a whole lot in. And, right. And then again, I was exhausted. And yeah. I apologize. I am working so much that I just, energy level kind of runs low. Yeah. I don't I don't even talk to, other than Tom. I don't, <laughs> I don't really have a lot of time for anybody around here. Yeah. You know, gotcha. like, I, I make time for my kids and my wife, but my friends kind of, they don't, they don't get a whole lot of interaction from me. It's just... Don't have time. I don't have the energy. Yep. And when I sit down, I'm done. I'm done for. Although so. now we do have, I think, each nearly a damn week off coming up in June. So get some gaming. We'll see if that actually happens. Yeah. Because I know mine got rescheduled. Oh, did it already? Yep. Oh, good Lord. Yep. I see. I'm not rescheduling mine. So, so I, I just did it for the following week. Oh, okay. It, it, that way it didn't interact with, I have to cover, uh, usually I'm on a route. Yeah. So I did it on the week that I'm not on a route, and I took that entire week off. Oh, that's good. So that's good. Yeah, it, it works. It works better. But yeah. we'll see if I because I still have to go in and do my duties. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I don't too. really have those days off. So whatever. Whatever. Yeah. But at least <laughs> you won't have to work 160 hours or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, I'll probably only work 100. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you get some time off. Yeah. So um, let's uh, might as well. Tell our winners for yeah. our giveaways. So we had, let's see here. We had the fences giveaway. Yep. And the phrase for that was. Spend two weeks. I'm not sure. She thinks my track is sexy. It. Oh, how could I forget that? <laughs> Kenny Chesney. Yeah. See, Tom is is uh, is my rock. He's my he's my co-host. He's the one that forgets everything and I so do. makes me remember. So it. then, he, then you remember, yeah. No, I do so, remember that now because I remember playing the song. And uh, so Dwayna Paplo, yep. uh, won that one. Congratulations, she, Dwayna. Uh, we had several entries, and she sent in a little picture of her goats in a camp, <laughs> <laughs> which was farm themed. Yes, essentially. Yeah. So. Uh, Thanks for all the entries. We love when you guys email and and uh, do all that stuff for us. We like reading the email, seeing the pictures. So we really appreciate that. Don't stop with that. Uh, but congratulations to Duena for winning Fences. Great game. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Yes, we Farmer really enjoy Joe it. In it. Yes, Farmer Joel. Yes. I'm in the game, Duena. So and enjoy it. Duena, the other thing that's really cool is the cat's characters that you can play as. Yes, the other. If it, you can't get Farmer Joel, you can be a cat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the winner of the Bunny Kingdoms promo was Melissa Vorse. And the winner of Western Legends was Randy. And it turns out, here's the funny story. I have played Western Legends. Yes. Joe has played Western Legends. So I had to remind him of this. Yes, he did. 
So we got an email and said that uh, the, the Western Legends is a great game. Wish you guys could try it out. And as I was reading this, I said, wait a minute. We have played this. Yeah. We played it with Tom Vassell with down Tom at Geekway. Vassell at Geekway, yep. Yes, and I won. Yeah. I was uh, Doc Holliday. Yeah, or, Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday, yep. yep. I was Doc Holliday, and I can't remember who uh, you were. Was, uh, Bill Cody, I think. I was Buffalo Bill Cody, yeah. I think, because yep. it was a South Dakota character. Yep, and so... I got I got a kick out of that because we were just randomly uh, given our characters. Yeah, and I got Doc Holiday, and on the back of my VW, it's I'm, I'm your Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry. So, yeah. <laughs> and I love Tombstone the movie. So, yeah. um, we played that great game. Like it. Yep. Uh, made, made Tom Vassell mad. Yeah, you not did. seriously mad, but I mean, it was the way the mechanic works for when the bad things happen to somebody. The person to the right of that person plays the bad guy. I happened to be sitting to the right of Mister Vassell, and it was. Yeah, he wasn't happy with me a couple times because I had cards that would hurt him. It yes, was, but it was really well. It's a really worked out cool great game. for me. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. And it's a it, now that I know which game it is, that was a really fun game. Yeah, and that was we got to play with Tom Vassell. Yeah, it's essentially so it was such a cool experience. Yeah. And I think the comment that somebody made was that if you can't get into the theme, you won't have as much fun. But getting into the theme was really easy. In it was. Game. I liked it. So. It really was. And yeah, we got to meet Tom Vassell. Yeah. And play so, a game with him. And play a game. And he was such a cool guy. Yeah, big man. Holy yeah. smokes, he's got to be at least six four, six five. Yeah, yeah, he's a couple inches taller yeah, than I was. He was a big guy. And uh, wears hats. Very, Strangely. very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I, I like the hats. I like wearing hats. So do I. I don't yeah. like wearing the different weird hats he, he wears. Cause he well, wear, I saw one where he was wearing kind of like a driver's hat, but it was a turtle. Yeah, that was weird. So he does wear a lot of out there outfits. I do like wearing hats. I like wearing suits, but I'm not that out there as right. he is. Very cool guy though. Oh, he was very cool. He was wearing a uh, uh, a mobster, a red felt mobster's hat. Yes, at night when he was playing with people, and but we at least got to play one game with him. He's a very cool guy. That was the best so, thing. We got to play a game. Yep, with Tom Vassell. And then the following year, that's when we met uh, Stephen Bonacore. Yep. Well, I'd met him the year before. Well, so I but, finally got to yeah. meet him. Like. So and then you yelled at him. I did. So. I yelled. Well, I didn't really yell at him. He was a monster. He was slightly drunk, and I was sort of maybe <laughs> like, also just a little bit drunk, but not in a bad way. And was I didn't have to drive. I actually wasn't drunk because I did have to drive. That's why I didn't drink. But uh, oh, right there. Yep, there's your picture. picture of me standing next to Tom Vassell. And it makes me look like uh, I'm tall too, but I'm not as tall as he is. Yeah, he's you're four foot tall, right? I'm about four and a half. Yeah, four okay. and a half. So, um, what? So, congrats to the winners. Anyway. Yes. Uh, well, so I've been on Kickstarter a lot lately too. I have not, of course. I know because you're you're very not, afraid of it. No, I just am tired of it. I think. I, I got See, Tom's. Little, Tom's I got a little, recovering addict. I am. I got I got a little <laughs> disturbed by it, and that's. Part of why I yelled at Steve Bonacord, like we've told that story, but just the fact that there are companies out there doing things on Kickstarter that don't need to. And see, I look at Kickstarter more as just a pre-order platform. Yeah, that's what it's become. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. See, and I and I like supporting the local friendly game store, so I do that. But uh, I also look at it as you, you... You do as well, by the way. You have to support the local guys. Yeah. But you also have to somewhere, if this is where they're going... You're gonna have to support the companies that come out with the games that yeah. go to the game stores. Yeah. So it's it's eventually, it really is a circle of life. It kind of is a little bit, but yeah. 
So it's okay. Tom dropped out of the one circle, and I picked up the slack. He did. You picked up the slack considerably. <laughs> so um, lately, there's been some cool uh, games that went to Kickstarter, and uh, one of them was called The Great Race. I don't know if we talked about this on one on previous podcast. I can't remember but if we did. But you are but... traveling around in half tracks and yes. you're racing around the world. Yeah, we talked about world. that a little bit, yeah. So that one funded. So that one I should be getting in March 2021, you know, so if everything goes sometime whatever. sometime in August of 2022. Well, some of them actually deliver on time. Like uh, Tiny tiny Epic, epic uh, or no, not Tiny Epic. That one, I'm supposed to be getting uh, Tiny Epic Dinosaurs here pretty soon. Uh, Didn't July. they just announce another one now? Yeah. Tiny Epic something. Pirates. Yeah, that's it. I'm in on that, too. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Uh, no, that's Epic a... Monster Tea Party okay, is yeah. getting ready to send out. Okay. And their their estimated timeline was June 2020. Gotcha. So they are right on schedule, if not a little bit early. Um, and then I found a cool card game called Tapeworm. <laughs> That looks disgusting. I'm just going to tell you right now. I looked at that after I saw that you'd backed it, and I just went, oh, God. But you'll play it. I will. Yep. I'll probably be nauseous the whole time I play it, but I'll play <laughs> so it. So you're playing these cards, Ugh. and you're connecting Tape different colored tape and they all looking. have a different personality. Ugh. So it, it looked fun to me, and I backed it at the dual level, so I get the deluxe edition, and then I get the, right the retail version as well. So, you know, you never know. You might get a, a copy. That'll be one to give away. Yeah. <laughs> um, this other really cool one was called Canvas. And that looked good. A, and that one was one I looked at and went, dang it. I might get back into Kickstarter. Yep, he's on getting this addicted one. again. But I decided not to. Well, I, I did back it and um, it's going to succeed. But that one's estimated delivery of December 2020. Oh, the tapeworm is, is estimated delivery of October. Now, you know you're so, never going to see that in December. I'm sorry, but you're not. I you mean, never know. Maybe they yeah. already have the stuff done. You are know, they, are they making you say it, that. Are they making it in the U.S.? But or are they can I remind China? you of Borgata was delivery in December, and they were ahead of schedule. Yes. So it is possible if you have your ducks in a row. If you know what you're doing and you have things lined up, you can get it done. It was also so, not not produced during the pandemic either. So no, but you never know. They might have True. stuff stuff they, lined up. So you don't know. Uh, but Canvas is a very cool uh, painting game, yeah. art game, and you have these awesome oh, the clear cards, cards yeah. that, was that you so layer hard. them and make a scene. It yeah. and then I backed at the level that everyone gets this little wooden tripod that you uh, set your cards cool. on. Yep, you're welcome, by the way. Okay, is that still open? Just out of curiosity. It is. Okay. <laughs> not, not that I'm going to do it, but just uh, The other thing I backed was Railroad Ink Challenge. Uh, I like the Railroad Ink games. Not as not enough to back this. I've never played it. It's fun. Uh, so I backed them all. Okay. <laughs> so I think I, I want to say I, I think have there's like red and blue. four or five of them, I guess. I think I have red and blue. So This one's green. There right? was, well, green and yellow. There's two of them. Okay, so they're doing so, two. And then there was another one. So I think there's five total on okay. this. And so I just decided to do a level to get all of them because I'm a completionist. Yeah. <clears throat> We've talked about that before, too. Yes. So am I. Kind of. um, <laughs> and then this other one, I was a little hesitant on it. It's called Clinic. Sounds like it go well with tapeworms. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a really cool worker placement game. 
Um, you're in a hospital or whatever. You, you... Kind of thematic to the time yeah. you're in. Yeah. But the expansion is called the COVID-19. Oh, for God's sake. So I was a little hesitant yeah, on that. that seems... But the base game that came out like a year or two ago seemed really solid. So I just went with the two expansions as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I can see that. Um, And then the other one was I just actually backed it about five minutes ago or, well... <laughs> Um, check, about an hour and five minutes check ago. check my emails. I might have something <laughs> saying Joe back this. Was Mr. Meeple board game shirts. Oh, okay. And there was a level where you could back ten of them nice. and get different shirts. And one of them was, like, it says always blue, and it's got a big blue meeple, and it's nice. got a cool background yeah. on it. And there's one that says always yellow, and there's just, there's all kinds. There's a, there's a Star Wars meeple. It's oh, got geez. little Star Wars symbols, and then it's it's made of, the meeple's made of the Star Wars symbols. Really cool shirts. So anyway, I backed that one at 10 shirts. So chances are you're probably going to get some. <laughs> well, and I do like my Meeple shirts. I've got well, I'm wearing one right now. Actually, no, this isn't. Yeah, this I is, love board games. Yeah, it's an I love board game shirt. From Unboxing I, Game. But I do have a couple of Meeple shirts from Unboxing Game, I believe, or from somebody. And then I've got the ones I got, the, the little Monopoly Man, to, or, you know, Cro-Magnon Man, yep. Monopoly Man. That's got a Meeple. That's Meeple Source, I think, had those. Uh, so I do like the Meeple shirts. I will tell you that, but yeah, I not, like the board game attire. Yeah, still not gonna back that, but still, you don't have to. I backed it no, at ten. You're pretty, gonna get some. That's cool. That's very cool. <laughs> okay. The only thing that really tempts me is that stupid canvas game. Oh, it, look, it had me. I I yeah. watched the video for it, and it just had me. Yeah, it just the mechanic of the of the cards, the clear cards, looks very cool. No doubt about it. And I like art games. Bob Ross, Art of Chill, uh, Starving Artists is a great game. Fresco is one we talked about when we were doing work replacement games. Uh, so I like the artist games. Well, there is one on Kickstarter. Well, was on Kickstarter. We both backed it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about that a little bit. Sure. And that's Goblin Grapple. Now, I know we've talked about it before, and I have been extremely negative. I have been less so, but I'm becoming more so <laughs> as we progress through this situation. It is right now the only game that I have a sneaking suspicion that I will not see. I think we're going to get hit up for more money. That's a, I've had that happen before. And, and it was another product I did not think I would. It's the only, one of the two things I've ever backed that wasn't a game. The other one was a, a coffee table. Uh, but this one was paint racks, and the guy had issue after issue after issue with his partners quitting on him, with his vehicle being stolen, with him losing a job. Uh, finally, he says, I got the stuff I need to make it. I got my laser cutters back. I can do these, but I need you to give me more money. And he says, for more money, I'll give you this. So I got extra stuff for the more money. But I did give him more money. I did finally get the stuff. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see if Goblin Grapple goes the same way. So this was supposed to be here in December of 2018. And what year is this now? 2020. Yeah. And what <laughs> month is it in 2020? Uh, we're in May. Yeah. So January, February, March, April, May. That's five months and two years. Two years and five months past the date it was supposed to be here. And he had the game made. Yeah. Because we played the game. Yeah. 
Okay, so <clears throat> every time we turn around, well, first, the communication is just it stopped. horrible. It stopped. It, yeah, and basically he only does an update when there's so much complaining in the comments section that he wants to shut people up. <clears throat> so now the latest update says the factory in China will mass produce mass uh, will be mass producing these and providing them as soon as possible. While I can't provide the exact timeline, of this not. process should take about four to eight weeks to deliver them to my home. Once I receive them, I will package everything and prepare it for shipment. This will likely take me about four weeks to process. Shrink wrap, package, print labels, etc. I am not sure how long the actual shipping will take to arrive to your doorstep, but I will let everyone know when all the packages have been sent. Okay, about that I have two questions. One, you backed it at the level where you would get to name a car, correct? And a wooden box. Well, so did I. I did on the wooden box. That's part two of my question. So on the part one, though, have you been contacted by him about what name you want? Yes, in June of 2018. Okay, so do you think they still have that information? (laughs) Probably not. Okay, so now the wooden box thing. I didn't see anything in that little thing you read where he talked about packaging it in the fancy wooden box. Yeah, so that's a different issue because shortly after the first delay was he couldn't find the wooden boxes. Couldn't couldn't get them. And then they had the games done, but they couldn't get the wooden boxes. Then the backers were saying, well, can we at least get the, the game? And then it was, well, the game's not done, but we've got the wooden boxes done. So that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had kidney stones, which put him in the hospital and delayed him. Then his pipes froze and burst in his house or whatever. And then that delayed everything. So the last part of this update, it says, lastly, these are some difficult times we're living through right now with everything going on. And we will all need to try to support each other. I know some political discussions broke out in the comment section last update between some backers, but please keep them out of the comments area. We are all feeling uneasy with the economic situation. Let's not make it worse by creating more stress between each other. Finally, some backers have also called this game a scam, which if you feel it is, I encourage you to reach out to AdMagic directly and confirm that invoice Number 12902 for Goblin Grapple was has been paid for in full. $22,322. Their support line is 1-800 or 1-888-423-6244. The game manufacturing process has moved incredibly slow, and I take full responsibility. I am navigating uncharted waters, and I'm doing my best. Thanks, the Silver Gaming Team. Now, here's my question. In one of his other updates, he mentioned that he is pretty much dropped all of the money into this game already from what he got. Um, Matter of fact, he got $26,268. Now, I just said that he spent the bill for Ad Magic was was, was about $23,000. Now, if he's got 968 backers, almost 1,000 backers, let's all do the math here. 1,000 backers, and you have roughly $3,000 to spend. It is going to take more than $3 per package 
to get those games out. Oh, yeah. By far. And especially if you're talking about the wooden boxes. Yep. Which are never going to happen. So where is the money coming from? That's my problem. He has not addressed this at all. He's a year and a half late in the game of just delivery. Yep. He is broke. Yep. And he makes excuses when when he has nothing else to, to throw at you. It's If you go back through all of the updates, the next update contradicts the previous update. And then you have some backers in there that are like, oh, we know you're doing the best you can and keep up the great work. We want to play this amazing game. That's cool, but I have totally lost my steam on this game. Yeah. It was cool two years ago. It was, it was a lot of fun to play. But it was mostly their showmanship for me. It's Yeah, it was essentially, it's war. The Green Girl? Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, boy. The cool Game of Thrones seat that they had. Yeah. I mean, it was wooden. It wasn't like swords coming out. No, but it was But really he cool. had he was walking around in this cool, like, um, Road, royal cape. Which he was supposed to give away. Yep. I don't know if that ever happened. They gave not. it to someone, and the person didn't want it, and they gave it back to okay. him. Okay. Because they thought, well, you spent all this time and money on, yeah. like, whatever. Okay. Here's the deal. The game is basically war. It is That's war. what it is, with powers. Each goblin has power. Goblin war. It was a well-designed <laughs> version of war. The artwork is cool. The presentment when he was selling the game was really, really good. There's no doubt about that. The green girl was amazing. The glasses that... Was the other reason I got oh, yeah. into the game yep. were pretty cool. Yeah, um, the mug. But again, so there's that. There's that added cost. Yeah. So he went to all these conventions, gave it all the swag. He is so far upside down in this game. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to make money on it. I don't think it's ever... Yeah. Well, in supposedly... If I had to guess, and this is me being conspiracy guy, Yeah. we're not getting our game, and he's, he's selling them. Sell <laughs> well, look at the thing right there on the page. What's it say right there in that big blue box? Oh, pre-order. Pre-order now. So, yeah, where is he getting all the extra games? Yep. So, yep, I've got how many ever games he said he made. I don't know. Did you want to pre-order it? No. Okay. I do not. I already have pre-ordered it. <sighs> all right. So have you. <laughs> yeah, this one's a little frustrating. This is another reason I sort of got out of the Kickstarter thing. That and the paint rack guy sort of soured me a little bit. I've gotten one game... I think I've got two more or three more coming, and then I'm out of Kickstarter completely. I Whoa. can't remember what I've got. I have to look. But I did just get, uh, this. I think I said the Hero Realms uh, expansions. Oh, yep. Which I still want to try. I have to find my Hero Realm stuff. But I want to try it. Yeah, you do. So. so what is the game we are going to give away tonight? I do not remember because it's been two weeks since we did a podcast. We're going to pick one of these. I think... Well, if I had to pick between these three, I've played one Shadows of them. Shadows of Kyoto or Herbalism. Which one would you like to give away tonight? Tom gets to make the decision tonight. Well, since I've played it, I would give away Herbalism. Okay. So, Which I think if you be- would like to enter in to win Herbalism, this is a free game... And I am paying for shipping, so there's no cost to the listener. I want that to be very clear. Yep. So I want as many people to, to enter in for a free game as possible. You don't have to keep it. You can give it away to somebody else. It's a free game, free shipping. It's all to you. And 
all you have to do is email us at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast at Outlook.com. I'll put a link in the description. And tell us... You get to come up with a phrase. I pick the game. That this game is herb-tastic. Herb-tastic. Okay. <laughs> I like it. It's an herb-tastic game. We need to see that phrase in your email. I think the last time we did this, we said you can send one entry per email address. Yep. Uh, but if you got friends who are interested in it, have them send emails to us with the phrase herb-tastic. And if you want to send pictures of your garden, your herb garden, or pictures of your, or your cat, flower garden, flower garden, or pictures of your cat eating catnip, which is an herb, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Or your cats in the garden, or your goats, Tom loves cats. Your people. goats, your goats in the garden, I'd be fine with that. Yep. I don't so, think we're going to put any restriction on it. if you've won in the past. You can't win again. I think no. Well, I'm cool with you winning it as many yeah, times as we'll you enter. One we, one winner per podcast. So yep. if you won last week, enter again. Yep. We basically roll a dice. Yeah. And we assign a number to each person and roll the dice, and that's the winner. So Yeah, or multiple dice. Or multiple, yeah, or yeah. multiple-sided dice. Yeah. So herbalism, it's herbtastic. It is herbtastic. Yep. Send us emails. So two- to four-player game, game, a very quick deduction game. So this is from Deep Water Games. We will have some more deep water games to give away on our upcoming podcasts. Yep. We're going to play some more, and I think we'll eventually have a top 10 list of... Yes. We are hopefully going to have a top 10 list of our deep water games in the next week or two. Yep. And it'd be a joint list because I don't know enough about the deep water games to make my own decisions. Yep. So we'll pick them jointly. But I, uh, so far what I've played, I've, I have I think the worst rating I have gave them was a, was a uh, Joe Cool. Joe Mama, actually. Or Joe Mama. Oh, did I get Joe Mama on? Uh... Welcome to Las Vegas. But that wasn't a. That wasn't. A... That's a deep water game. Is it deep water? It is. Oh my gosh! Welcome to is that. a deep water game. I did not realize that was deep water. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. So I have to a... slap you. I'm a great gamer. You are. Yeah. He loves games. I do. He likes to play them. I play them. I he doesn't like to remember who I makes don't them. Pay a lot of attention to who makes <laughs> games or designers or anything like that. Were there the company that picked up all of these? Uh, from the Japanese game, yeah, yeah. Emperor S four oh, or Chinese? Is it Japanese or Chinese? Because the guy, Ooh, the designer uh, is Chinese. Yeah, China. The designer's yep. name is Liu Zhao Eros Lin, and the art is by a guy named. This one's a really hard Chinese name, Stephen Sai. Ooh, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's uh looks oh, like that looks Chinese. I'd like to give a shout out to all of our listeners. Uh, we really appreciate. Everyone listening, tuning in, and uh, well, I guess you don't have to tune in. It's all electronic anymore. Yeah. Um, but we enjoy our listeners. Uh, we've got a ton in the U.S. We we thank every one of you guys. The Canadian listeners, you're growing. Yeah. Mavis, you're doing good work there. Keep us, keep us in your thoughts. And we really hope that you get that Robinson Crusoe soon and start your adventures. And when you hear the podcast, share it yep. wherever you can. So we've got some uh, some some steady listeners in uh, Dublin, Leinster, oh, cool. Ireland, Ireland. Cool. Uh, some in the UK. I uh, got for sure one or two in Paris, France. We really we appreciate that, and a couple in China. Nice. And then there's a couple in Australia. So we are growing. Um, we really appreciate our listeners, and we will keep giving these games away. Like I said, I I have no problem buying more and more games. <laughs> And if I like them, I will pass them on to you guys. And if I don't like them, maybe you will. So I'll yeah, pass those on go. to you as well. So keep keep listening and keep winning. 
When are we going to give away Island Ice? Never mind. Uh, well, see, we're only allowed to give games away on this True, podcast. True, that's a good point. You're right. I'm glad you made that point to me. Yes, you reminded me that is not a game. It's not. It's pretty dice. and Pretty dice and a nice storage theme. unit. Yep. No, no theme. Oh, it's got more theme than Robin Loxley. Well, I'm not sure about that. We'd have to... The theme for Robin Loxley Island Dice. No Your key component is dice. Yeah, true. Robin Loxley... Should be Robin right. Hood is a horse. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> and then the meeple is a bard. I mean, that's weird. You could have you could have done a little meeple with a bow and arrow. Could have been Robin. Yeah. You could have done the other little meeple as Little John or Marian. or Friar or yeah. You, there's or so many possibilities. The Sheriff of Nottingham would have been good. <sighs> they just dropped the ball. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yep. I'm glad I didn't play that one. Yeah. I'll I'll make sure he brings it over. No, and you, you do not need to do it. that. Don't bring it over. Don't bring it over. Until next time, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. And I'm still not going to play Robin Loxley. And I'm not playing Island Dice. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. You can also f- listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio.